Praise God that we are here in this place. Amen. You know, last week we, we learned, uh, Pastor Ray shared to us that we are to be called to be a diligent Christian. And to be a diligent Christian like the Berians. And we know and we learned last week that uh, as a Berian, you will take time to be faithful in studying God's Word. And, you know, it's very important for us to really go deep in studying God's Word. Because the more you understand God's Word, then it will define how you live. It will define how you think. It, def- it will define how to respond and act. And beautifully, Pastor Ray shared a quote to us, and he said, Be diligent in the Word because our faith uh, because our faith informs our action. As we go deep in God's word, our faith is strengthened. And then the way we behave and with the way we act will be seen in our lives. So, sabi mo sa atamibo, be diligent in studying God's word. Sabi niya, be diligent. By the way, I thank God because we are here and at the same time we are live in FB. So, thank you for joining us. And some of our sisters are, are not able to attend. And we thank God that we have this uh, opportunity to share. So if you decide to walk in God's way and walk according to God's word, there will be time that we, in our life that we will face trials and hardship. But at the same time, we will face opposition. We will face resistance and that will challenge our faith. If you look around us today in the things that we read in the internet and the things that we watch, books that we read, magazine, and even some friends and family members who at times will oppose what we believe. They will challenge what you think, how, how you behave, why, why, you, why are you following Jesus? I remember a long time ago, in the back in the Philippines, if you become born again, they will call, call you burn again. Remember those times? There are times that your faith will be tested. Therefore, it's important for us, if there is a time that there will be opposition that would come to us, it's important for us to have courage, the ability to respond with wisdom when friction comes to us. If you've been following our Bible reading, we've been reading about Paul in the book of Acts. See, Paul's life is in the center of drama. If you've been reading the book of Acts, the last few chapters, you see, parang ang drama ng buhay ni Paul. Hinahabol siya, tinatapon siya sa prison, masyado madrama. Yet every time he faced opposition and trials, and even when he faced people will challenge his faith, he uses those moments to declare who God is. He takes every chances to explain who, the grace and the love and the mercy of God. And if we desire to run this race faithfully, then we need to be ready to defend our faith. So I'll be sharing this sermon titled Defending the Faith and we'll be reading from Acts chapter 26 and you, hopefully you, you can go back and read the whole chapter but I will be selecting a few verses and for us to understand what's happening we'll be reading and starting our reading from Acts chapter 25. So I invite all of us to stand as we read God's word. Acts chapter 25. Let's stand and read together. Defending the faith. Acts chapter 25, verses 23. Let's read together. So on the next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp, and they entered the audience hall with the military tribunes and the prominent men of the city. Then at the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. And Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are present with us, you see this man about whom the whole Jewish people petitioned me, both in Jerusalem and here, shouting that he ought not to live any longer. 
But I found that he had done nothing deserving that. And as he himself appeared to the emperor, I decided to go ahead and send him. But I have nothing definite to write about my Lord about him. Therefore, I have brought him before you all, and especially before your King Agrippa, so that after we have examined him, I may have something to write. For it seems to me unreasonable in sending a prisoner not to indicate the charges against him. Chapter 26. So Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and made his defense. I consider myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa. I am going to make my defense today against all the accusations of the Jews, especially because you are familiar with all the customs and controversies of the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. In verse 19, Therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout all the region of Judea, and also to the Gentile, that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. For this reason, the Jews seized me and the temple and tried to kill me. For this day, I have had the help of comes from God. And so I stand here testifying both to small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass. Lord, we thank you for this time that we are gathered here today. I pray, Lord, that you open our hearts. As we look into your word, Lord, may we see you speaking. We ask, Lord, for your Holy Spirit to illuminate your word. We're gathered here today because of you. So I pray that you change us, challenge us, Lord. May you just transform our hearts, Lord. So that our identity is found in you and our purpose, Lord, is found in you. So salamat po, Panginoon, for this afternoon. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. You know, in our text, we see Paul is in chain. And he was in the presence of King Agrippa and Governor Fistus. Ang gaganda ng pangalan. Beautiful. Kung may gusto niyong anak na lalaki, Fistus. <laughs> and he was standing before them giving a defense of the accusation that, he made, that was made to him for the charges that he, they, that he received from the Jewish religious leaders. And the reason why I have to read from chapter 25 is because for us to understand what's happening. Now, in chapter 26, you can divide it into sections. It started from verse 1 to 3 where Paul arrived and he's, he introduced himself, the reason why he's there. And then in verse 4 to 18, he gave a background of his life. He gave a testimony. At first, he said in here, in this particular verse, he said, I was a Pharisee. I persecuted Christian. But yet God appeared in my, in, when I was walking to Damascus, God appeared to me. And God commissioned me, changed me, and I have a new purpose in life. You can read that in verse 4 and 18 in chapter 26. And then in verse 19 to 23, Paul was making a closing statement. The text that we have read, he said, I am innocent. I was just faithful to what the Lord has called me to do. I was faithful to declare to the people in Damascus, to Jerusalem, throughout the region of Judea, and also to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God. So he was faithful. And then in verse 24 to 32, you see there where King Agrippa and Festus made a verdict. What to do with Paul. In prior this event, if you would just trace the life of Paul, you see that his life is not smooth. I would say it's tough. Every city he will go, 
there will be riot. People rise up. But yet, he continued to share God's promise, God's word. Let me show you this, this, this map, the third missionary journey, picking up from what Pastor Ray shared. He said, remember last week, where was Paul? He was in Berea. Yeah, in Acts 17. And then he moved to Corinthian. Why? Because the Lysanaica church uh, Jewish leaders were chasing after him. And then he moved to Troas in Acts 20. So each place in, in Acts 20 in Troas, you know what he did? He preached the longest sermon ever. If you've been following our reading, in chapter 20 is the time where he was preaching a sermon and somebody was sitting there, fall asleep, and then what happened? He fell down and he died. Kaya tingnan mo yung katabi mo kung natutulog na. Kasi hindi ako si Paul. Pag ma... Pag mapaano ka, hindi kita mabubuhay. He fall asleep. That's where in Acts 20. And then later part, he moved to this Miletus in this particular place where he called all the elders to come before. And then he was saying his goodbyes that he would be saying that he would be going to Jerusalem. And if you read that particular chapter, you see a lot of drama. He said, I'll be going to Jerusalem. Sabi naman ng mga, mga elders, wag na Paul. If you go to Jerusalem, you'll be persecuted. No. Then Paul said, don't break my heart. Then the people said, don't break my heart too. They were like that. They were torn and Paul was torn because he need to do what God is telling him to do, to go to Jerusalem. And in Jerusalem, what happened? In verse 30 of chapter 21, then all the city was teared up and the people ran together. They seized Paul and dragged him out of the temple. And once the gates were shut, and as they were seeking to kill him, they were so prostrated with Paul. Galit na galit. Later, pag-aralan natin bakit sila galit na galit. Probably gutom. But later we'll see. And then here you see, they, he was moved to Caesarea where he stayed there for many years, about two years. The previous governor, Felix, and then there's a new governor, Festus. And when Festus arrived, he tried to understand what's happening, why people, why the whole Jerusalem and the, the land here were so frustrated with Paul. So he met up with Paul. And when he met up with Paul, Paul explained his case. And he said, you're innocent. You did not do anything wrong. Ang problema ngayon, they said, he asked Paul, where do you want to go, Jerusalem? And Paul said, he's very smart. He said, I want to go see Caesar. So ginamit niya yung citizenship niya. I'm a Roman citizen. I want to go Caesar. So Festus was afraid because, oh, my breathing ito si Paul. Hindi ko siya pwedeng hawakan. He wants to go to Rome and go there and, and be, be, be tried there. So that's the reason why he called Agrippa. Why? Because Festus don't know what to write. He don't know the charges he have of Paul. Look at this text. Sabi sa verse 20, uh, 26 to 27, chapter 25. Therefore, I have brought him before you all especially before your King Agrippa, so that after we have examined him, I may have something to write. Hindi niya alam ang charge kay Paul. So naghanap ng mga tao. Kaya pag may problema ka, maghanap ka ng tao. Susulat tayo, you see? For it seemed to be unreasonable in sending a prisoner not indicating the charges against him. Magpapatulfo ka, wala namang storya. Magalit pa si Tulfo sa'yo. It's the same. How can I send this prisoner without charges? So now, in chapter 26, Paul is standing there, in in chain, before King Agrippa, before Festus the governor. But what is the accusation that they have? 
Paul said in verse 26, this is the accusation. And now I stand here on trial because of my hope in the promise made by God to our Father, to which our twelve tribes hope to attain as they earnestly worship night and day. And for this hope, I am accused by the Jews, O King. Anong hope na ito? You see, the nation of Israel were hoping for a Messiah. They are hoping for the one that would establish the kingdom. They are also hoping the re- resurrection of the dead. And we know that's only Jesus that, who died in resurrection from the dead. The whole nation of Jewish nation, the teachers of the law, understand that. But the problem is this. When Paul started to teach this, that Jesus is the answer, that this, we found our hope in him, they reacted. Gets nyo? They believe this, pero dumating na yung hope, they don't believe. Confused. They were confused. Paul was being accused because of the hope that the people were waiting for have arrived. You see, Paul was speaking the fulfillment of that hope. Paul was speaking the truth. Paul was giving hope to people through Christ. However, he was persecuted. Notice this. The first thing that we notice in Paul's journey, he faced opposition. The first thing we need to realize as we decide to run the race faithfully is this. Expect opposition. Expect opposition. As a follower of Jesus Christ, This is a reality that we need to embrace as we live in this world. Because there will be moments in our life that our faith will be challenged. It might be people and the things that we read, even our friends and our family, they will challenge us. And notice how Paul lived. Paul was speaking the truth. Paul was walking according to what God called him to do. He was preaching the gospel. He was not disturbing people. He was not just he was not stealing he was not he was not causing havoc he was just speaking about the messiah have arrived yet he was persecuted he was faithful to god's calling however he was hated persecuted he was chased after town after town he was falsely accused even though he is a barrier he's the carrier of good news to tell people he still face persecution. It's something, as I was reading this, I noticed that when Paul was persecuting the church, when he was doing the bad stuff, no one was stopping him. But when he turned and preached the good news, everybody hates him. And you know, the world never changed. It's still the same. The world rejoices in what is false. But try to live right, try to live godly, try to be faithful in doing what the Lord asks you to do, people react. People not happy. People will go against you. If I'm, I'm not sure if you've gone through that. You decide, no, this is what the scripture said, but hindi, pare, hindi. Hindi. Nola. You tell your group of friends, no chismes. No, 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 no. This just this prayer request. You you know the world is in this direction. But if you are sincere and you decide to follow Christ, He asks you to go this opposite direction. You know what Jesus said? And it's, it came from, it's not for me. It came from his lips. Jesus said this in John 15, 18 to 19. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as his own. But because you are not of the world, but I choose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. This stuff, this Christ saying, 
this from his lips. He said, if you are in the world and you enjoy the world, you will not find any friction. Because if you are a sincere Christian, you follow it, you love God so much, you will face friction. It will not be smooth. The question is here. Who are you following? Who are you loving? The world or Christ? Because if you are too comfortable with the world, it means you love the world more than Christ. You can never fake it. These straight words from Jesus' lips. If you love the world more than Christ, you'd be so comfortable in here. So comfortable. Because you are loving the world. You know, as I look at this, it's a matter of who is your BFF. Who is your BFF? BFF forever. Who is your BFF? You know what James said? Sometimes we have a wrong BFF. James said here, you adulterous people. Tindinong statement niya. Do you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world make himself an enemy of God. What it means here is the way the world works. We can be a friend to them, but to live like them is a different thing. So, we ask ourselves, who is my BFF? Is it Jesus or the world? Who is my heart belongs to? Is it God or the world? There is no gray area in Christianity. Today it seems it's so gray. But in reality, it's either black or white. So who is your BFF? If you choose to follow God... If you choose to follow Christ, expect friction, expect opposition. And this, in spite of that opposition, we read in our text that Paul was focused in his calling. He was not afraid to respond. He continued on sharing the gospel. Even though he go to trials and hardship, he continue on and he know how to respond. The second thing we learn from here, Paul respond and we ought also to be ready to respond. See, Paul was in the, in the presence of King Agrippa and Festus. And the beautiful thing about him in the way he, he will move to cities to city is that he uses every chance to share the gospel. He uses opposition to take that as an opportunity to share God. Even he going to trial, he shows the testimony who God is. And when he was in defense, he used it to declare who God. He responded. We noticed that how he responded, he responded with courage. He responded with composure. He responded with clarity. He had substance and sense when he was defending himself. He had substance. And he also responded with content. The evidence of his life. He responded with courage. If you look at how he would go and preach the good news, he speak to a small group of people, to a big group of people. He speak to the poor. He speak to the rich. He's not afraid to stand and share who God is. Was there a moment that he was afraid? Yes. Read First Corinthians chapter 2. If I'm not wrong, he said, I come to you with fear and trembling. There are times he was afraid. But he remember who he have. That God is with him. That the Holy Spirit is in him. That will work in him. The Bible says that the Spirit of God did not give you a spirit of timidity. But power, love, and sound mind. And the same time, the Holy Spirit will teach you what to say in the moments that you need help. Last Thursday, we have a Bible study in, 
Ewok's father. Uh, my father-in-law. Kaya clear yan, ha? They invited us to have, because we have now a Bible study in, our, in Pongol, and, and we, have, uh, we have someone who's leading the care group, and I'm just a member joining them. So, because the church ministered to my father-in-law when he was having his heart surgery, he was really blessed. And, and, his, and his wife was poor blessed. So, he invited us on his birthday, the so 20th Feb, to come and have the Bible study at her home. So, we went there, thinking that six plus probably two or three people. So, six plus three? Galing. Nine. So it's easy to handle. You know the people. You have a care group and you have those who are living there. But we don't know that they are also celebrating my brother's-in-law's birthday. And my brother-in-law invited around more than 10, mga 15 sila. Now, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know who they are because these, these friends of volleyball, first time ko sila nakita. And then he invited them to. So in my mind, I was struggling. Should I proceed on? Yung, si, yung, si, yung leader namin, nag-text ng text, Taku-taku, pray tayo. Wow. Pray tayo. She was afraid. They should pray tayo. What should we teach? And so on. We were texting. And in my mind, I was struggling. Should we have this Bible study or not? Or kain lang tayo na spaghetti kasi masarap. Masarap eh. May handaan eh. There's the struggle in me. But at the same time, there is fear in me. And I was rebuked and I was reminded, you know, take every moment as opportunities to share the gospel. To stand up. Don't be afraid. If you need to, to change the teaching, change the teaching. If you need to change the song, change the song. Be sensitive to the work of the Spirit in you. Be sensitive. When I was standing there, I don't know. In my mind, oh Lord, ano to? Because these people, I don't know, the first time. You know, it's different to stand here and preach. It's different to have a Bible study in a group of your friends. But it's a different when you are in the midst of people that you don't know. Madali mag-preach dito. Madali magturo sa Bible study. Pero hindi mo kilala? Somebody? And then I was like, whoa. Be sensitive. But by God's grace, God, God gave us courage. You know, continue on. We might not be long. Hindi na two hours ang Bible study natin. Maybe 15 minutes na lang. But we plant seed. We just planted seed. Simple seed. And one of them, the friend replied that he were blessed and hopefully they can join next time. You know, those small opportunity that what God is telling you is just take step. Do not be afraid. Just say what the word says, be courageous. The most important thing is this, the Holy Spirit will work in you. It is Him that will help you. So praise God. You know, now must, must clearer, must madali. I was blessed when somebody replied. And I know God opened doors. Paul also showed us how to respond with composure. If you read the chapter 26, in verse 2, he said to King Agrippa, I considered myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa. I am going to make my defense today against all the accusations of the Jew. He referred to King Agrippa. He respect him. And then in verse 24 to 25, listen to this. Festus reacted after explaining and, and defending himself. This is what Festus said. He said, and as he was saying these things in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, loud voice, ibig sabihin, sumigaw, hindi bulong, sigaw, loud voice. Madalian, translate. Paul, you are out of your mind. Tige, tagalugin nyo. Ano? <laughs> No brain. You're out of your mind. Wala ka sa utak, wala ka sa sarili. Yo, sabi ng isang kapatid kagina, your brain outside. 
Festus there, he said, Paul, you are out of your mind. He not soft. He said, here, loud voice. It means he shouted. He, he, he was probably was furious listening to what Paul is saying. He did not say, you're out of my mind. No, he shouted, you're out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. If I would say this in, in our layman's term, your great learning make you crazy. Kukuka. Mental. But look at how Paul respond. Paul respond this way. But Paul said, I am not out of my mind. Most excellent Fistus. Ah. Most excellent spa. Tinawagan ka ng si Raulo. Most excellent spa. But I am speaking true and rational words. When you know you're right, when you know you're in truth, you don't need to, to blow your head. You know, sometimes when we face opposition, may mga pilosopo na gusto lang asarin ka. Kaya wag kang asar talo. Ooh, burn again. Ooh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Ooh, asarin ka lang. But calm. Compose. Kaya sabi mo sa tabi mo, compose. <laughs> Look at face B. Paminsan yung mga friends, nag-aaway sa face B. It's F, S, B. Face B. <laughs> F, B. Facebook. They were debating about here and there. They were debating here and there. They're debating certain doctrine. They're debating about theology. They're debating with non-Christian. They're debating with everyone. And then you can sense that they're so frustrated. When you know you are having that relationship with the Lord, when you know that you're holding the truth, you don't need to be frustrated. Kulang. Just preach the word. Share the gospel. I, I, when I was back in the Philippines, I, my brother, alam ni Iwoks yun, 30 minutes, sigawan kami. We talk about doctrines, we talk about faith. Nanunood siya ngayon. They talk about faith, we talk about so many things, we talk about Singapore, and talagang asaran. You know, pagkapatid, mag-asaran kayo eh, galang, umbilis yung bowl ng utak mo. Asar, but you know, be calm. Because they will know who you are. That this person knows he's deaf, but at the same time, he has composed you. Thirdly, in clarity. He has substance and sense. Paul's argument has substance and sense. And when he presented it, it did not just take somewhere else. It's scripturally based. He knows what he's talking about. He studies his scripture. And he knows what to say. He knows it. He was deep theologically and doctrinally. That's why he can able to respond with clarity, with substance and sense. When I was in secondary school, I managed, I was sitting in the library. And there's one guy who is my, in, I was in, with him in band, concert band. And this guy is a JW. Jehovah. Uh, his secondary, I, I was sec three at the time. And I was sitting down with him and we debated sa library. Alam nyo sa library, dapat tahimik. No, no, you're wrong. No, no. But you know, he knows his stuff. I don't know my stuff. Ang alam ko lang tugtog. Worship lead. But when face to face with that person, I flunk. So ang ginawa ko, nagalit na lang ako. Hindi, babalik ako next time. <laughs> Asar talo eh. Because I have no content. There's no substance. If you're gonna face a position, go deep. Go deep to the word. Know what you're saying. Know what, you are, what you're learning. I remember, I, I told you before, you approach me later if you can answer this question. If Jesus is in my heart, why is it in heaven? That's a child's question. And many of us here cannot answer that question. Cannot answer. It's deep. But you must know deep so that you have substance. And lastly, Paul responded with an evidence, with content. And that is his life. His argument is not just intellectual, but it be seen 
And a crucial evidence is his life testimony. If you look in verse 4 to 20, Paul explained who he was. He was a Pharisee. He grew up in this custom and he knows what he needs to know as a Jew. And when he grew up, he was a Pharisee. And what did he do? He said, I not only lock up many of the saints in prison, they were also put to death. What I did is this, I punished them. I make them blaspheme. I persecuted them. That's what was he doing. That was Paul's past. But yet God came and encountered, and he had an encounter with the Lord. And God called him. And what happened here? He changed his identity. Changed his purpose. God said to him, Jesus, to appoint you as my servant and witness. So that you will open their eyes. So that they may turn from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to God. There's a drastic change. Testimony. You know, it's easy to, to try to win an argument. But it's another thing to see you live a different life. Madali mag-argue ng doctrines and theology, but they'll be watching your life. How you live your life. And you see, Paul shared his past. Paul also shared what God did in his life. Change him. I told you before, I like to throw electric pan now if I throw that electric pan to that guy and I told him the next day Jesus loves you he will not believe me I throw the electric pan to this office mate of mine anyway friends pa naman kami Instagram friend nagko-comment siya hindi ako nagko-comment so if I throw that and I said, you know, God forgive your sin. <laughs> you know, God love you so much and you can come to my church. If I say that to him and I just throw electric pan to him yesterday, do you think my testimony is effective? I'm just a hypocrite. Testimony. Not just Paul responded with Courage, he responded with composure, with substance and sin, but with evidence of his life. And you know, when we face opposition, we must be ready to respond. And lastly, we must anticipate different reaction. As we defend the faith, as we share God's word, some will accept it, some will reject it. Notice how Festus and King Agrippa respond. Festus, a Roman governor, responded this way. He's a Gentile. He lacked understanding. And sabi niya, Paul, mayroon ka ng tama sa ulo mo. He just said that. And I know some of you, when you became, when you accepted the Lord as your Savior, may nagsabi rin sa inyo, mukhang si sister na to, mukhang wala na sa hulog. Because they don't understand. Some will check. Some, like King Agrippa, he was hesitant. Look at the conversation they have. Look. King Agrippa, this is Paul saying, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. Sabi ni Paul, ha? And sagot niya, and Agrippa said to Paul, in a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? Ngayon, look at the Paul's question. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? Ano dapat ang sagot mo dyan? Yes or no? Anong sagot niya? You know, he avoided to answer that question. Kumain ka na ba? Hindi mo sasabihin woodlands. Yes or no? This is a yes or no question. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? And I know that you believe. That's Paul rescuing him. 
Because if we say no, it means that he's not believing what the Jewish people are teaching. And he's a Jew. And if he said yes, ibig sabihin, he believed that Jesus is the Son of God and Messiah. So he's stuck. He's a person, a kind of person. King Agrippa is a person that, who, who knows the things in church. He's a person who's familiar with the things of church, but it's unable to decide because he's living in two lives. He's living in his world and he's living in the way that, you know, I just come to church, but he's not decided. King Agrippa, if you look at his life, his great-grandfather is King Herod the Great, the one who caused the baby to die. Remember when Jesus was baby? His father is another king, is one who caused some of the apostles to die. Now is him. If you look at his life, ang asawa niya ay kapatid niyang babae. And it, it is also him when, when the Romans decided to destroy the Israel, the Jerusalem, he sided with the Romans. Balingbing. He's undecided. And notice how one rejected, one is hesitant. As we read in the book of Acts, we notice that Paul now moved to Rome. And when he was in Rome, he was continuing reaching out to people. But he understood that some will believe, will some will reject the message. That's why in verse 24 to 27, in chapter 28, you see here. And some were convinced by what he said, but others disbelieve. And he said a statement that comes from Isaiah. For the people's heart has grown dull, and their ears they have bare ears, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart in turn, and I would heal them. Even though there is some who receive and some who rejected, if you look at the last few verses of Acts, Paul continue in proclaiming who God is, teaching about Jesus the Lord Jesus Christ with boldness, without hindrance. It's important for us to recognize that we are not in control in the way people respond. But what we need to do is to be faithful in sharing who God is. Don't let rejection, don't let disappointment and even opposition cause us to cease from sharing who God is. But may we be faithful until the end. The Paul's life is an example of one who runs the race. He's a person who faces opposition, and we will face opposition. Yet he responded readily, and may you respond readily. And we know the reactions are different, but may we be faithful of sharing who God is. I would like to conclude by looking at the last verse in chapter 26 on how King Agrippa and Festus ended this, the discussion. This is what the two said. And when they had withdrawn, they said to one another, this man is doing nothing to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, this man could have been set free. If he have not appealed to Caesar. They know Paul is innocent. They know that he did not do anything wrong. Sabi nila, sayang. Sayang dapat set free na siya. Yun ang mind, sayang. Pupunta ka pa doon, gagarunin ka rin naman. Sayang, you have been set free. Into their eyes, he was not guilty. Into their eyes, in, in, in these two, King Agrippa and Festus' eyes, they look at Paul, sabi, sayang. He should have, there should have no change in his, in his hands. He should be set free. But you know, to Paul, it's a different story. Even though he's in chain, he's already set free. Because he already knows what he's doing. To declare who Jesus is.
They look at Paul as a person who is in crisis. Sayang, dapat set free. But you know that crisis, God used that so that he can all the more share who God is. You know, I've been looking into our, our news lately. And we know that the reason why we are few here today, because some of the employers did not allow theirs, them to leave to take their day off. And we understand those cases. Some of our brethren are, 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 are not ready to go out. And we understand all these things because of COVID-19. And as I was reading the news, notice this. Which I, I read, I'm, I'm a case 48, COVID-19. Yesterday, I was discharged. In Facebook, there is one particular page, Salt and Light. And that page gives you how the Christian reacted. And we know that one of the church grace assembly, and that's the senior pastor who was found having that COVID-19. And I know him, and we do talk sometimes. Hindi ko naman best friend, basta talk to, hello, gano'n lang, kilala ko na rin. You know, kindat. And even, you know, sikat din ang Mapex. Oh, bongga. <laughs> K66. Prior to hospital admission, he had gone to a grace assembly and an attended church service at God's Kingdom's Bread of Light Church. Oh, address natin, at least sikat na tayo. 37 Jalan Pimimpin, woo! Nandun din tayo. And as this church, this particular church, is the one who helped us, this GK611 sa baba. Pag kumakain ka, nakita mo, close sila ngayon. They are the one who help us make sure our papers are okay when we move here. They help us. They are our friend. Kaya pag nakita mo sila, thank you. Pray for them. You see, I was looking in this and I'm asking why white church but why puro churches ang may COVID? Wala yung dun na lang, maybe sa tuas. Why church? And I was thinking, why, why? Why this crisis? You know, sometimes we don't know how God works. We don't know how God would just do in His sovereignty. We don't know how He works. But there's always purpose why He works so that He can be known. And you notice now churches come to pray. Churches come to seek God. There is this 12 p.m. prayer time. And they're being united. At the same time in our life, we might have faced opposition, hardship, and trial. Those are our crises. Our crises. But remember this. Our crisis is an opportunity to show others who Christ is. We might not understand the crisis we're going through. But you have a deeper thought and understanding of the plan of the Lord. All the more you appreciate that crisis we go through is so that people will know who Jesus is in our life. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. That we are gathered here today studying your word. As we look upon the life of Paul, he gone through trials, tribulation, hardship, and he faced opposition. He was questioned, yet his he stand and defended his faith in you. To respond with courage, with composure. Even he showed an evidence of his life testimony. Lord, I pray, like Paul, even though we are in chain in our situation, may we see, Lord, a grander purpose that in spite we are in chain of the hardship or trials we are facing, you can use this moment, those crises, Lord, in our life as an opportunity to point people to others, as an opportunity to show others who Christ is. 
Salamat Panginoon for your word. And I pray, Lord, that you speak to us. And may your word, Lord, be written in our hearts today. In your own way, just speak to the Lord. Open your hearts to Him. If some of you have lost that courage, hesitant to share His love, His mercy to, the, to your friends and peers, God is reminding us today to continue on to be faithful on sharing who God is in our lives. And if any one of you are going to crisis, we might not understand it, but always look upon God, set our eyes on Him, and remember He has a purpose for us so that He will use our life to bring Him glory. Oh Lord, we worship you. So just open your heart to the Lord and speak to Him. So Lord, help me. Sometimes I'm afraid to defend my faith. Sometimes, Lord, I get frustrated. Sometimes, Lord, it seems my testimony is not right. But Lord, we know it, it's you that will help me to walk in the right path. It's your spirit that will empower me to walk according to your ways so open your hearts to God and utter a prayer and he will listen yes Lord yes God you are here you are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. You are here, working in this place. Working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. Let's sing. You are here. Every heart, you are here, touching every heart. I worship you, I worship you.
now we're going to pray for any one of you. You know that you are going to crisis. And sometimes you just want to give up. Lord, pagod na ako. I'm going to tough times. So much uncertainty for tomorrow. If it's that, you just raise your hand before the Lord. So Lord, this Lord, I'm going to pray. Thank you for your hand, sister. Just raise your hand to the Lord. Say, Lord, hirap na hirap ako, Lord. As eyes are closed and head are bowed. If it's that's you, that you're going to a crisis and you don't know what to do. Just raise your hand and we're going to pray for you. Lord, you see the hands of my sisters and brothers. Some of them are going to tough times. Some of them are broken. And some of them want to give up. Some of them are in chain. But Lord, we set our eyes on you, our God. Even though we are in chain, we know, Lord, that's its opportunity for us to know more of who you are, to understand your ways. All the more our faith is deepened because your word is so precious, Lord. All the more, Lord, I, we are dependent on you. You see their hardship. And I pray, Lord, that you give them strength and courage this day, Lord God, to trust in you. And remind each one of us, when we go to crisis, Lord, it's an opportunity for us, Lord, to show to our friends, to our family, to your church, who Christ is. Salamat, Panginoon. We worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you. And we want to declare, oh God, that you are our way maker. Way maker. A miracle worker. Promise keeper. Light into darkness. My God, that is who you are. Way maker. Way maker. us who you are from your word thank you lord that you are way maker miracle worker promise keeper light in the darkness that's my god creator of heaven and earth my savior our king and lord of lords and we set our eyes on you remind us that every crisis, Lord, is an opportunity to show people who Christ is. So I pray, Lord, as we face this brand new week, may you be with us, empower us with your spirit, and may your word be so alive each day as we meditate in your word. 
So we thank you, Lord. And may we face this brand new week with courage, with sensitivity, so that we will continue on in sharing your word to those who are hopeless and who are lost. Salamat, Panginoon. Let's just raise a hand and receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We give you glory and honor. We love you because you first love us. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody say, Amen, Amen, Amen. Just turn to somebody and turn that person. Have a blessed week. God bless everyone.